Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finances. Alrighty, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed part one of the Stopping Self-Sabotage podcast from last week. I'm sure you all will enjoy part two. So let's jump into it. Yeah, so like it, down to our next point, right? Or it kind of hit it already. But it's called uh, procrastination, which we all know about that one. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and I mean that kind of hits like anybody. I mean, I, I know I procrastinate, just like I was mentioning earlier about the certification. Now, that's procrastination. I literally could just set the date, set it yeah. out uh, a month, and I know I'll, I'll have the knowledge by the time it's the uh, you know time for the exam, because I'm already living it as I work it with uh, Linux every day, right? And, yeah. And basically, I wanted to get a, uh, take an exam that's on Linux, yeah. and that just to show or prove that I do know it, so I don't have to always. I can say it in the interview, but then like, uh, I don't have to like you know truly prove it because it's like, well, if you took the time and you didn't, uh, I guess, you know, I guess memorize every answer, <laughs> then you actually know how to do it. And I mean, if they ask you simple questions, most of the time you can you can answer it. If you know you work with it every day, you can answer the simple questions that. That that you normally use se- uh, several commands. I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people suffer from procrastination. You know, of course I do too. Is because there's just the this huge thing of senses of urgency. Yeah, right. It seems like 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 with work and stuff, right? A lot of people will come up to you like something's on fire. Yeah, right. Where everything becomes urgent, and it has to be you that solves the urgency, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's just 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 in society in general, right? Because especially at a younger age, if, say if I'm middle school, high school age, college year or college age, is that I'm looking out at the world, there are like on social media and I see people doing things, right? And they have things and it's may or may not be things that I want, but they're nice, right? They're nice to have, they're, they're luxuries that you more than likely would probably want, right? And then you kind of start comparing yourself to that person. Yeah. Right. And then now you have like this cert- sense of urgency to get certain things done. Like I have a sense of urgency to to get high school done, get college done, get money, whatever yeah. it is. Right. Um, so I think that just nulls everything else. Right. Or it kind of makes everything either urgent or not urgent. Right. So yeah. you get this like very huge binary where I have to do everything now or I'm not going to do anything at all. Yeah. Right. So like for me, like, so for you, you said the example of setting a date. I promise you, I've set a date and I did not study until the last two days, <laughs> right? There have been times like that. And it's yeah. not like I've done it recently, but like, let's say like the last certification I did, I actually set a date and I actually took the time every morning to study, right? Yeah. But I, I will say that I studied harder and harder the closer it got yeah, to yeah. that date, yeah. right? So I, and I think that's still like a level of procrastination because maybe if you put in that level of effort or, or work in the beginning, it may, you may have been able to move that date a little bit closer. You may have been able to take it. Right. So, and that's the thing with people that set time boxes is that it'll still take that amount of time. Right. If you say something, you'll take something in a, in a month, you'll take that entire month. Yeah. But if you say it'll take a week, you'll take that entire week, a date, whatever it is. Right. But like I, said, I, I think it, it more stems from that lack of urgency or that overall societal sense of urgency because i remember when i was younger and this was in high school and one of the instructors or teachers he was confused and he was he wasn't like an older guy he was i think late 30s early 40s 
right? And, you know, we're all 15, 16, some odd years old. And what he said was like when he was our age, he didn't feel as much stress or that's what people were saying, right? Yeah. People were, were stating that they had a lot of stress. And at that time I couldn't answer him, right? Cause you know, I didn't feel all the stress, right? But there were people that were coming up and saying certain things. Like there was this one guy, he was saying, you know, well, I got siblings and the instructor was like, I, I had siblings too, but I, I had to take care of them. Like I, that didn't add more stress to it. And then there, there's other things that people were saying and yeah, like, but none of them were valid. Like even I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I have a sibling too. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not as stressed as you are. And, and I think it's just like, you know, at that time we couldn't put words to it. Yeah. But I think is that, that one is like expectations, right? I think, I think the level of, not, not that expectations as a whole have been put on us. I think the level of expectation has been put on us because like I said, in social media, you see people at certain ages, uh, making a certain amount of money or having a certain lifestyle that you kind of internalize, well, why am I not in that specific position? Right. And it's not like you're acting on it, but like the thoughts of it are just adding all that additional stress and stuff to it and which will may cause like that procrastination in other people and like i said sense of urgency stuff like that yeah no yeah because and that's that's the, the crazy thing you don't know how that the, that affects somebody else where they use that stress as a procrastinator which is basically the same thing as self-sabotage you don't that without them saying or letting someone know exactly the reason why their sibling is causing them stress or the thought of the sibling causing them stress because they in a sense, we would just think, oh, it's an excuse. They're not, they're not trying to do anything. But in, in reality, they, it could be a real stress. Like they might be supporting that sibling, you know, yeah. uh, they might be medical issues, but they're not, they're not, you know, communicating that exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So like when I was doing a little reading of this article, it also had like symptoms of sabotage, right? And you can stop at any point when you want to like talk to talk about one of them, but we'll go back <laughs> over them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one here, all right. Refusing to ask for help. We kind of talked about that one already. Cool. Controlling or micromanaging behavior. Picking fights or starting conflict with colleagues and loved ones. Setting goals that are too low or too high. Avoiding or withdrawing from others. Neglect, I'm sorry, negative self-talk and ex extreme self-criticism. Uh, we were right. talking about that earlier a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, making excuses or blame shifting. See that a lot. Yeah. That is one of the big ones I'm like very distasteful of. Yeah. Um, just like, and I, I want to like preface this. Like I haven't had like really a hard life or anything, right? Like it's not like I grew up incredibly poor. It's not like I yeah. grew up like uh, without parents, without, you know, certain levels of love. But I think a lot of people like to make excuses and like yeah. to play the victim card because it's easier yeah. doing that than it is to actually put in the work. Right. Yeah. It's easier to say, well, this person wasn't in my life and that's why I treat you that way. Instead of saying, Hey, I need to stop treating this person so poorly. They haven't done anything to me for me to yeah. treat them that way. And right now I'm just in a bad headspace to where that's what's coming up. Right. I'm starting to think of other relationships I had. Right. So I just kind of call like BS on, on certain like victim mentalities or yeah. certain excuses that people will make up. Yeah. I mean, because it, when it comes to that, uh, blame shifting, all right, this is one thing that I've uh, learned and it was, it was from the military. It, the, the Sergeant Major used to always say this, and I probably said it on other 
uh, episodes, right? Where it, if something is in your three foot bubble, then you should take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. So like if someone needs help, they're in your three foot bubble. You know, you know this person. You should help them. Or uh, if there's a problem and you clearly see the problem, and yeah, it might not be exactly your problem, but it's a way that you know how to solve it easily. Then you know it seems like it's in your your AO. You need to kind of handle it, and it it kind of makes you more of a responsible person when you you stop the the blame shifting and or just neglecting something you can clearly see. And uh, it makes a I guess your when it comes to certain situations, you're able to kind of jump in front of it, right? You don't you don't sit there and just let it just crash, right? Mm. You can clearly see what's going on. So like let's let's throw something up so we can figure out how to stop this, right? Mm. I mean, it's the same thing for work, right? People will quickly go like, no, nah, that's not my job. That's not my job. Even though they know this, this may mess up the deadline. It's not my job. Let me let me just get away from it, right? Yeah. Instead of like, hey, let me let this person know if they do this right here, this will probably take care of it. And then, you know, everybody's still moving along. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I remember people, like, people will be incredibly petty to the point where I knew people that said that they would not take out their own trash because yeah. that was not in their contract. Yeah. Like, and I understand both sentiments, right? That you get paid to do a specific job that was not in the roles or responsibilities of that job. I get that. However, as a decent human, to take care of your own waste and get it the fuck out of my face would be awesome. Now we got to take that out. (laughs) Says you, man. Um, But uh, but no, really, like, like some people... And, and it is all excuses, right? And I'm not saying, like, you have to go above and beyond and not do, of course, your job. If you can do your job and then hopefully or healthfully impact someone else, then why not, right? Like, like what is what would stop you from actually just saying, hey, yeah, I'll take out the trash this one day, or uh, I'll provide, uh, like, utensils for the office, like, something like that, right? Like, what is that really hurting you in yeah yeah no I, I fully understand that there was a few more uh symptoms on here undermining or uh, undermining your goals and values uh also substance abuse overspending or overdoing it in other ways constantly seeking approval and reluctance to speak up for yourself yeah that one's definitely reckon that, that can yeah yeah because because it depends on the situation, right? Uh, if you feel like you're like the smallest person on the totem pole, right? You feel like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not my responsibility to say something at that, that point in time, mm-hmm. all right? And it, which can cause an issue later on, kind of like kind of like that three-foot bubble that, you know, Sergeant Major was talking about, right? You should just speak up. And they use that one for a bunch of different things, right? Uh, because if you're drinking at the bar, you see somebody that's getting harassed, you know, step in some kind of way or deflect the situation, not fight somebody, right? Just right. kind of deflect the situation, get them out of that. And it, it, it was different things like that, but it all made sense, right? It's to make uh, the cohesion strong, make you feel more like a family. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so that was one of the reasons why they were always talking about that three-foot bubble. Hmm. Uh, so for me, like, uh, speaking up for yourself, because I, I suffer or I struggle with that yeah. a lot. Um, that's more like, Kind of based on my my overall personality, right? So, uh, for people that know me, like you, you can always tell that I'm a supportive person. Like I always want to help people. Like yeah. that's always like something that's on my mind. Like you'll never ask. Like you'll never see me asking for help. Like if I do, it's like because I know I can't do it for sure. 
Yeah. But you always see me offering my help or offering my assistance, like with a, with anything it is, right? Anything that I can take care of, I will try to help anyone as much as possible. Um, but I'm also like a very uh, process oriented person. So like, you'll notice that I'm also slow with certain tasks. Yeah. Like I, I can't just complete things like when the liquidity split, right? I have to like process it. I have to understand it. I have to go through the, the rigmarole uh, of doing it, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the bad part of that is that you're, I'm not a, quick thinker right like i just can't think right right on my feet right i have to have been unless i've been through that specific situation i can't quick uh quickly think about it um so for example like yesterday uh the contractors i called the contractors because i noticed that the the flooring wasn't finished and i called them out, i was like hey what's wrong with the flooring or why isn't it done um he said oh we ran out of the quarter round for the baseboard so uh we'll have someone tomorrow and i was like and at first, like, I probably say this is literally the conversation. I was, I was upset, but I was like, okay, uh, I'll go grab some quarter round tonight. And if you guys can come by tomorrow, what time can you guys come by tomorrow? And they're like, uh, noon. And I was like, uh, okay. Oh, uh, and I got off and then my, or my fiance, who's like sitting right next to me in the, in the damn U-Haul. Yeah. And she's like, we're moving in tonight. We're moving in right now. They need to finish it tonight. And, and I was like, all right, give me a second. And I really had to think, cause I was like driving. I was like thinking, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this done. So I called them. I was like, hey, I'm getting the quarter round right now. I'm going to drop it off. Can you guys have someone there tonight to finish it up? And at first he was like kind of uh, going back and forth. But I was like, hey, we're moving in. Like, like you can see that there's stuff there right now. Can you guys finish it tonight? And then he ended up uh, messaging me later like, hey, I'll have someone there at like 7 to finish it up tonight. And I was like, cool. Um, And the reason why I bring up that story is because it's like, it's literally a recent story that I just had. And it was like something that just happened yesterday. And the thing is, what would have been better is that if I set a proper timeline in the beginning, like say like, Hey, this is your hard date to finish up, then it would have been better communication overall. Right. But when you have a hard time speaking up for yourself, there are certain things that are missed. And then you end up having to have that conversation at some point, right? When people are afraid of confrontation, it's not like that confrontation goes away, right? There is a sticking point to where you have to have that conversation and you have to have that that uneasiness to rectify what is wrong or what could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I would implore everyone to have the conversation first. Like just have it all up front. Have everything detailed up front. Yeah. Right? So like, for example, like in, in my example of uh, having someone do work for you, make sure that the budget is set, the timeline is set, and the expectations are set. Right. So if I expect something to be done by a certain time, I also expect a person to be there every day to work towards it. Right. You can't have, you can't have those lull days because the people got to take off, but it can't be the entire week. No one's done anything. And then everyone has to crunch everything into the next week. Right. Um, and I will say it will save you so many more headaches. And I already know I'm going to have to have more of those conversations later. So it'll just build your experience to continue that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and that was that, that was a good point you made there. Uh I kind of want to loop back to the one where it was a uh, negative self-talk, soft mm. self-talk and extreme self-criticism, which is mm. the yeah. Uh I, I was saying that earlier, uh well, we weren't rec- recording, but uh how I would just talk bad about myself like hey, yeah. kind of a kind of a fat boy right now, you need to lose <laughs> the weight, you know. Aww. Or like uh you know, why the hell you didn't plan that out? You know, like I, I'll kind of just talk to myself like that. But 
uh, when we were saying it, we were like, okay, that, that's not necessarily as bad, but I mean, some people might still see that as negative self-talk, even when you are uh, even saying, you know, something, anything negative to yourself. But it's kind of uh, more of like, as, as you were saying, stare the man in the mirror, right? Uh, like you're actually looking at yourself and saying, hey, this is something you need to take care of. You need to go ahead and knock that out. Uh, so what do you think about that one? So I will say like it's kind of a, a double-edged sword, right? And I don't think people should really focus on the negativity itself. I think they should focus on the degree of negativity it is, right? So like we were talking about earlier, like I don't necessarily me personally don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to tell yourself that you're getting overweight or you're getting fat because yeah. you are right that's just a self-actualization that's not necessarily negative or positive that's kind of in the middle right where it starts to get negative and like what i said earlier is that well you're starting to get fat you are never going to get in shape you've continued to try to work out you've never been consistent with it like you're just going to stay fat you're not going to get you know say if you're younger you're not going to get uh, a certain female, you're not going to get certain things in life because you're a fat piece of shit. Right? Yeah. And, and that's where I'm saying like, that is not constructive at all. I think just, I like just saying that you're fat is just identifying the problem. That's not yeah. necessarily negative. Like, I don't know where people got the, the understanding where one calling yourself fat is negative. Um, and two being fat is okay. Um, but what I'm saying is that just that one statement is not negative concurrent statements about that that will degrade your psyche degrade your emotional state that then becomes negative like yeah. example like the same example with like uh with money right yeah like you wake up you can't pay your bills right you kind of just say to yourself wow damn i'm gonna be broke right? i'll be broke for the rest of my life yeah and that's why they say that uh poverty is a mentality right just like with and you know, being fat can also yeah. be a mentality, right? It's just that that situation kind of has a hold on you. So you let it kind of just stay there, right? But if you were to take the other actions and say, I am, and kind of take it as temporary, right? I am broke now. I will not be broke later. Yeah. Right? I am fat now. I will not be fat later. Um, or another one that people would say will be until I am broke until such and such, right? I am fat until I start working out. I start yeah. eating better. Uh, I start loving myself a little bit more, right? Whatever it is, right? Um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, native self talk to a degree is bad. Just making statements is not necessarily native talk. Yeah, no, no, that 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 was, that was a good point. But because uh, when it comes to that self talk, yeah, yeah it, it's usually so I could just push myself a little bit further, right? As, as never really to talk bad about myself, but I, I try to watch it, but only because I've, I've heard that you should always talk positive to yourself. But like, yeah, it, to me, it's like, uh, yeah, no, no, no. You, you, you know that you're not broke. So let, let's work on that, right? Yeah, you're not going to be broke forever. Uh, and that, yes, the other thing that I've, uh, debt, right? So say like some people like, oh, well, I'll be in debt for the rest of my life. So they, they try not to do anything else. Right. Mm. Yeah. Cause I've definitely heard that one before. Mm. Uh, and, or you'll always be paying somebody. So you just do this or whatever. Right. It, yeah. And, and it kind of, yeah, it does keep you in that same boat, that same mentality where you don't get anywhere. Yeah. And I think like what people don't realize is that for negative and positive, it, it really doesn't exist. Right. So I think William Shakespeare said it best is that 
um, good and bad are, or things that are good or bad are only given those because of thought, right? Yeah. Because you believe that is good or bad, right? It is in, in, in actuality and in fact, it is not a bad thing, right? Because like you said, in, in the case of debt, right? People will say that I will always be in debt and have a negative feeling towards that. Or yeah. someone like Robert Kiyosaki, who did Rich Dad, Poor Dad, will be like, I'm always in debt and I love it because yeah. I don't get taxed on my debt, right? So, and, and and even like, so one thing that I did like that may be construed as negative self-talk and, and was taken as negative self-talk is that, uh, so IT, right, cyber, I was trying to get like my security plus certification yeah, uh, for those don't know what that is, it's just a like a, a base level certification that a lot of people, especially in DoD spaces, will try to get into the industry. Right. And this was when I was broke, man. Like I, I was making twelve hundred bucks a month. Rent was like over eight hundred bucks a month, right? So as you can see, I didn't exactly have the money to go pay for a security plus exam, but I did anyways, right? So I, I took it. It's like three hundred, three hundred twenty bucks, um, and I failed, right? And I was like, crap. Like, so I, I started to work on like studying more. And then I took it a couple months later and I failed again and I got the exact same score. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why am I so bad? Like, why, why did it not move at all? Like, I would have been okay or maybe a little bit better that like I took those two months studied and I got a better score. It maybe still failed, but I got a better score, but it didn't. Right. And I was like, what is going on? And like, so what I did, because I, like, I heard a story about it is that um, I took like that because they give you a paper that says you failed. Yeah. Right? It says your score and it says you failed and it also, it also tells you what to work on. But uh, I didn't focus on that part. I just focused on the failure part. And I, I, I printed out multiple copies. Like I made copies of that. I put it on my fridge. Yeah. I put it on my, on my bedroom door. I put it on my mirror. I put it where my laptop was so that every time I studied, I remembered and reminded myself that I failed that and I need to work harder to get better. And like I said, people can take that as negative self-talk but it was just the way I motivated myself to make sure that I was not in that situation again. Cause I didn't like the feeling of failing. Yeah. I liked the feeling better of actually passing it. And I ended up passing it the next time. Um, and yeah, I felt so much better, but I don't think it would have gotten there unless I did those certain things to really reinforce that I needed to do what I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I used to do that in college. So I made a bad grade in my exam. And I would actually put that on the wall, not a good grade. And I had a roommate to go like, why are you doing that? They go like, cause I, so 43, I'm putting it on the wall. I'm like, I need to remember that I made this terrible grade. Yeah. I need to, I need to pass this class. So I need to work harder. And that's exactly why I did that. Yeah. And I remember like, dude, like, uh, so like my girl, she was living with me at the time. Um, and she saw it and she's like, what the hell? But she's like, she kept it there. Cause I told her to keep it there. Um, and then. Like I would go studying with a couple of my buddies, like they would be studying on, uh, their schoolwork and I would be doing schoolwork and certifications at the same time. And then like when I would do my reserve duty where right, I would pull out my laptop, we were, we'd be doing work and someone would see that like five, like it fell out of my uh, computer case and they were like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Yeah. And I was like, it is to remind me that I failed. Right. And like, I, and they even like talk to me like now and they look back and they, they remember that they're like, but you've gotten. And I'm not trying to bust myself out, but like from where I was then to where I am now is like leaps and bounds, right? And it's not necessarily that one action that I did. It was the culmination of actions, but that's what just what they remember that I went from like kid that was making like 12 bucks an hour to what I am now. And it was just 
like they, they saw the journey. They 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 saw the the outcomes of the journey. They didn't necessarily see the journey, but they they saw the outcomes of the journey, and they just had a certain level of respect for me for doing that. Yeah. All right, man. Made some good points here. All right, so we're gonna get down to our frugal and cheap. Frugal cheap. Uh, we got uh, this one here. I kind of just thought of it on the fly. <laughs> uh, taking Ziploc bags to a buffet. What do you think oh, dude. That <laughs> dude, I will do that. I promise you. Oh, uh, and I'm pretty sure this probably came up because you went to the buffet last week. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but dude, I was so mad. So like, uh, so we went to Disney, right? And um, someone brought like Ziploc for us to take, and I typically take containers, right? Like, yeah, 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 I'll bring containers. Like I have no shame, bro. No shame whatsoever. Um, and like, uh, and one of the places we went to was a buffet. Yeah, and and the thing is, I was like, oh crap! I was like, I forgot my Ziploc bag. I was like, did anyone else bring the Ziploc bag? They went, no. I was like, man, I'm about to run over to the hotel room, grab my Ziploc bags, because dude, those buffets ain't cheap. It's a breakfast buffet, bro. It don't cost a lot to make breakfast. Yeah, like eggs and waffles, like that's like a few bucks. And then I don't know, I don't know how much it costs. Right? It was like that's another bad thing about me. I I don't really pay attention to to how much things cost anymore. Yeah, Um, because I got to pay for them anyways. But I was like. I was like, damn it, man. I was like, I could have, I could have, I could have made up all my money right here. Cause like, yeah. Cause like, uh, one of the things they had for dessert was like macaroons, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if you ever buy a macaroon, it's like two bucks for that little yeah. cookie. And I'm like, this is just a glorified Oreo. Why yeah. am I paying two bucks for this? I could buy like an entire tray of Oreos. But, um, but now they hear that. I was like, man, I could make up my money just by buying, like, just putting 10 of those damn little macaroons in these Ziplocs and I'd be good. Right. Yeah. Um, Nah, man, that's that's frugal. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wanted to be frugal. I mean, I, I wanted to be frugal so hard, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man, because you know, though, I guess it's, I mean, it is a good, a good way to save money. But then it's like the, the point of eating the buffet is to eat there. But I'm not a honestly. When I go to a buffet, I get like two plates. I get an appetizer and I get like my meal, and then that's it. Now usually. I usually done, I, but I, it's to stop me from overeating. So I treat it like it's a normal meal. I just like the fact that I have variety, right? And, oh, but man. I don't I know, man. That's kind of that's kind of all, man. It's got to you, know, you look cheap when you go. go nah, <laughs> man. Come on, man. Like, uh, nah, dude. Because I treat a buffet like a buffet, bro. Like, yeah. you say you get two plates. I get two plates each time I go up. Yeah. Like, what will have two plates? <laughs> I would just keep stacking stuff. Now, nah, and the thing is, I I'm a foodie, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'm surprised I'm like not like incredibly overweight, but like I would just like keep packing that stuff. Like you'll see me, I'll get like hey, I'll get like, everything. Yeah, like, even at like the way you went to last week, man. You see me, like I said, I just grab like all the sushi and just yeah. put it on there, just like all of it, because I want that expensive stuff that gets on there and all the steak. Yeah, there. Um, yeah, man, man. If I so I don't do it often. Like that was the only time I ever had Ziplocs at a buffet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I definitely would have done it because that place was expensive, but um, because it was like fifty bucks for uh, sixty bucks per person. Yeah, I, dang, yeah, that is getting kind of expensive. And then you know when you're. You think about it, if you're going to be out all day, right? Yeah, it, yeah. 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 So like, it, that's one of the things you think about. It. Like, all right, let me let me stash some of this food because I'm I'm be I'm gonna be out. And if you got kids, that's another thing yeah. too. Like, because you're like, yeah, I need something to shut them up so we can just yeah. get to where we're going. <laughs> like, put some sugar in their mouth and leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, because we were rolling with a couple kids, and you already know they don't they don't eat that much food. But because uh, like now, if you start putting like like drinks in your ziplocs, that's kind of bad. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but I'm just talking about food, man. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I do food. Well, food that can actually handle different climates. Like, I'm not going to put eggs necessarily in a Ziploc because that'll probably go bad as I'm like 
walking around in a hot ass area, but like, yeah, I'll put like like a, like a bread, like like waffles or something like that, right? Um, or like granola, like stuff that can like withstand yeah. temperatures. Not something that like has to be kept at a specific temperature. <laughs> or like fruit, like you can put yeah, yeah, fruit, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's oh. another, yeah. That one I can see people doing like they take fruit with them because uh, it's a good snack on the way wherever they go. Fruit, granola, like yeah, like just you know different types of nuts, whatever it is, man. Yeah, but all right, man. So my version is frugal. You what cheap? I, I think it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, the great debate, frugal. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This is Craig and Jay signing off the Troubleshoot Like podcast. We'll see you next week. Please. Next week. Yeah. Please like and subscribe. Yeah. All right. All right. Later, man. See you, man.